All right, so we're, we're back to the original format. Here is Kyle McLean from Pilosity, James Reed from Dinsmore, the original Wine on Wednesday, gruesome twosome. Uh, we're we're going to talk... Well, I asked James last night, I was talking about the amount of heat that's being generated in the news and in person from the upcoming election this November. And so this, this, this podcast is titled uh, Employee Hell, Employee Election Hell and How to Get Through It in One Piece with Your Building Not Being Burnt to the Ground. So James, what are, what are you telling people to do right now and prepare for something like this? Well, I'm trying to tell people to not bring your politics into the workplace. Uh, but can't, is, is that realistic? And the answer is no. Like just to give you an example, today I'm at, at the office and when you walk through my parking lot, which is behind me, yeah. there's some bumper stickers with people's political affiliations and saying who to vote for. And I don't like it. And I have friends on Facebook and social media that, you know, articulate who they think everyone should vote for. And I don't like it. And all of these people that have their bumper stickers, whether it's in my parking lot or on social media, likely have a job somewhere. And depending on uh, where they fall in the hierarchy of their company, that could create peer pressure on their subordinates or others to ride that ship and pretend you share the same viewpoint. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? So can people are wearing a button? I mean, they can wear, can they wear a button that says vote? Can they, are they allowed? Is that, is that allowed? So is that, you raise a great question. So the question is, could they wear a button that says vote? Could they wear a button that says BLM? Could they wear a button LGBTQ? All of those things. And right. Uh, essentially, the answer is uh, no, they're not entitled to do any of those things. Um, there's no such thing as the right to vote in the private workplace and share their viewpoints. There's no First Amendment rights to free speech in private employment. Really? Really? So a lot of people don't know that. They're like, no, you're kidding. So they do, oh, I, I'm, I'm allowed to do this, the First Amendment, no. Same, and right, or the second amendment, I have the right to bear arms. Uh, right. No, you know, you can't bring a gun to my private property. So you, these are all things you think you have these rights everywhere you go in life. It's not true. Obviously, you're centering me. I, but you've got all these master debaters. Yes. Are, 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 are cunning linguists. Yes. That, uh, they're just like, well, I've got, I've got, you have to listen to me. We, it's so important. There's so much hate. So what happens if someone does they just start getting on their soapbox i mean either side and they just start pontificating about everything and why it should be this way or why it shouldn't be this way what is a hr department allowed to do at that point well i technically you can take any action you want up to termination uh unless there is a legal right and like i said there is not a legal right. Uh, the only way there would be a legal right is if you worked for the government, then your First Amendment could apply. Or, um, you know, you claim something else. You claim that the, the different races were not in trouble for sharing their view or the different right. religions. So you have to claim some other protective class. And uh, what I would recommend doing is having a social media policy or a 
politics policy. So at Dinsmore, our CEO uh, sent an email saying, be mindful of your uh, politic talk at work and your social media presence and essentially stay out of it. The slightest thing is setting people off right now. And I was talking to a young lady, Holly, and she, I think she's the, we've talked about her before. She's the chief legal attorney, employment attorney over at General Motors, right? Yes, we, so we have. She's, she's going she's gonna to listen to this one. She's going to come on on Monday. She's going to come on. Wait. I'm looking she's forward gonna, to it. She's going to come on on Monday and say, this is, I mean, how many employees has General Motors got right now domestic? Like 40,000 more, right? 100,000? Sure, they're a, they're a house divided, I can assure you. Oh, and right, even depending upon regionally and what city they're in. So she's the person that's responsible. And she said, you know, the funny thing is, is bathrooms. I'm like, what do you mean? Bathrooms? She went, bathroom graffiti is a huge problem. And so she's going to kind of walk us through. But you don't think, I mean, what you... You know, you're a boy, right? You're in the you're in the bathroom, you're in the urinal, and you and you see a something at eye level just written, and you're like, I seriously, right? No, I that happens everywhere, especially in a blue collar environment. I think there's even more people doing graffiti or being vocal, or when you have that many right. people, if you have forty thousand employees, uh, they're not going to be able to narrow it down as to who did it. And I think there is a, an environment of creating peer pressure. Yeah, there, there certainly is, because you have to agree with me. No, I, I really don't. And it's okay if I don't agree with you, but it's not okay if you don't agree with people, or it feels like it's not okay to disagree. And you, you I bring this up. I tell this to people all the time since you brought it up. That 90% of conflict yes. is good, right? That's great. And I, I love it. Uh, but the, when it comes to politics, I think that's different because instead of it's healthy conflict where you could maybe convince someone to improve a system, right. politics for a lot of the time are, you know, how you've been raised the, your whole life and you're not going to necessarily change just based on someone's uh, on the cuff analysis or argument. And I think what makes it more awkward with politic talk is that you're essentially uh, reporting the issue to your boss that is the issue. Because a lot of the times it's the other people that you're working with that are sharing that viewpoint with you. So it, it's almost like your boss is sexually harassing you and it'd be awkward to have healthy conflict talking to your boss about the sexual harassment, right? So it's, it's easy to talk to your boss if it was some creep outside of your inner circle, but when it's your inner circle causing the problem, I think a lot of people, even at GM, are particularly afraid to go to HR because they don't have a day-to-day -day relationship with HR. So when they hear from HR, it's almost like, what I do wrong, are they firing me? It's not, it's not a, a happy conversation. Right, it's like, oh no, and their heart, Pressure, heart drops, blood right. pressure, sweat, and and you start saying things you would never normally say, or you you, you feel pressured into trying to explain yourself when you don't really have to explain. So Simon Sinek, again, is someone else that I I follow a lot on LinkedIn and watch yeah. some of his stuff. He had a, a great point the other day when he was talking about conflict, and he said, "Here's the thing: people have conflicting views. When you actually get them to sit down." and talk and have a discussion, 
people actually genuinely, they really kind of want to be nice to each other, right? When you take all the outside influences the way you sit these two opposing views down and they talk, it'll actually resolve in a stronger bond and a better relationship after you've aired your grievances and you took the time and respect to talk to one another. 100%. You couldn't be more right. So I, there's two things that come to mind. One is the way you communicate. So if you do it by asking questions, that's usually always better than uh, dictating what the answer is. Right. Uh, but two, this reminds me of a conversation I had at Michigan Sherm uh, with Dan Russell, where uh, someone said all lives matter. And, you know, in response, Dan Russell was, yes, all lives do matter. I support all lives matter. But when sometimes when people use Black Lives Matter, what they mean is they just want to focus at a certain issue or at a certain event, kind of like breast cancer. Breast cancer matters. And would you attend a breast cancer rally and say, you know, um, this is inappropriate, all cancer matters or... You know what I mean? So when, once yeah. you break it down and see both perspectives, uh, both people just are trying to improve the world and have their heart in the right place. But if you hear it just on its face, you may not know their full intent behind it and may think if they're not inclusive, they're trying to exclude or I guess downplay the importance of everyone else. So this is, and this is one of the, this is why I brought this up because I'm a little worried, right? No one's done anything campaigning yet because of COVID and the lockdown and some of the candidates or all the candidates. I, I, I've not got the words, right? right? But for November, beginning of November's voting day, right? Right. So how many weeks away are we? Like six weeks? It's coming super quick. I'm getting random texts and calls trying to set everyone up on mail uh, ballots is what everyone's trying to do. And there's pressure to mail in your ballot to a, a certain party. Right, so nobody's really hit the campaign trail yet. Not really, we've, we're, there's all this other stuff going on that's kind of this detracting from, there's a presidential race here. So I think that's gonna get compressed. And I think like two or three weeks before, it's just gonna be slightly mayhem. I mean, am I am I wrong here? Are we looking oh, at I, a powder I, keg about to explode when people finally go, what? It's gonna. I think you're absolutely right, and uh, I think there's going to be the most voting by mail and probably overall, uh, is my guess of all time. And I, I think that what else is challenging in politics is that you can't really have the healthy conflict like you could on, on many workplace issues because uh, people are so passionate about only their view that I feel like you have to almost keep certain opinions to yourself and can't really air out a situation and move on. Right. Because as the, he said this. No, I didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Yeah. No one. No one's. I can't remember what I had for lunch two days ago, right? So it's <laughs> two old men that can't remember what day it is half the time, which is just going to be interesting when they, when they finally get around to doing this. Exactly. So to summarize, there's no protections at all. Although I should do a, a caveat. Mm. Um, the National Labor Relations Act, which uh, applies both to union companies and non-union companies, 
if somebody's trying to improve working conditions and believes one politician is going to help improve their working conditions or shares why they have a viewpoint, uh, that could create protection. So if you're uh, not a supervisor or above, you may be sharing your ideas to improve working conditions as opposed to just pure politic talk. But at the end of the day, just leave it at home, right? Or leave it, leave it outside. Leave don't, it, don't yeah, it I would not bring it to work. I, I think that that creates an uncomfort level. It's, it's in a way, it's almost similar to bringing, you know, um, non-job related okay. stuff to work is, right. you know, Michael Jordan said on his documentary at one point in time that, you know, there's customers on both sides of the political lines. Do you really want, and employees, do you really want to take a strong position and lose nearly half of your customer base or your employees uh, support. Yep, yep, all right. So again, we're gonna have Holly from General Motors is gonna be coming on on Monday. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna, she's gonna watch this. She's gonna have some great feedback because she deals with the union. So talk about a, a master negotiator, right? Someone that deals in, with, same as you, but just bigger numbers of people and probably a little bit more stress, a little bit more pressure. So she's she's like one of the biggest companies out there, right? This is a pretty oh, big it's gonna be an amazing so, viewpoint. I can't wait to hear her perspective. I'm interested that not just kind of what's leading up to the election, but what's gonna happen after if the votes close, because you know, neither of these two are gonna just let this thing go. Well, what makes it more fascinating to me is that regardless of who wins, uh, many states are going to then change their laws uh, to support the viewpoint that they want, regardless of who wins. So it's creating more complication where there's federal law, could be completely different state laws with additional protections or carving out protections uh, protect, or laws protecting employers. So some states will make more laws making them liable or more protected. So I'll give, I'll give you an example. When the, yeah. McDonald's had the law where they were saying every franchisor and franchisee are all joint employers, right. there was some guidance in Michigan that said franchisors are not liable for how franchisees treat their employees to encourage pro-business in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Where in other states, just to give you an example, like I believe Indiana they're a high tobacco manufacturing location. They added a protected class of tobacco users. You can't terminate them because they're a tobacco user. So there's different uh, states that have their own agendas beyond the national agenda. So again, we're coming off people that have been under lockdown and COVID for nine months. Right. They're finally getting back to work. The gym opens on Monday. I cannot wait. I'm so excited to... <laughs> but uh, for for some of those folks that have already been through pretty much a pretty psychological bruising time, right? Right. And then we're coming up to something else that's again going to cause some anxiousness. What can we talked about employee assistance programs with Danielle last week? We right? did EAPs. Is there anything else? I mean, apart from burning up that hotline and making sure that people have got someone to actually talk to, is there anything else we can help? or directing to for stress relief or, or mediation control that when an uh, HR yeah, department there's, might be there's many things. I think one HR or 
the executives need to communicate more with their employees about how the company's doing and where they're going. That would right. ease stress. I think too, uh, you know, I think people are going for walks, listening to our podcast uh, more <laughs> so than ever. And I, I would highly recommend everyone go for a walk, listen to our podcast as, as a mandatory uh, job assignment <laughs> each day. And I think that will help with their, their well being. And I think two, or I guess three is ask more questions than solely, you know, share your condescending viewpoint. There you go. I mean, I'm, the more employers I'm talking to, the more they're asking for ways to better communicate with their employees. So we talked about it before, again, with Danielle and Eric about the, the level between the C-suite and HR coming down. I mean, the, the pay gaps there, right, which is, which is a tough one to overcome. But if they at least communicate and say, hey, we're, we're all in this together, how can, how can we help or how can we come together? I think more more communications better than uh, it'll blow over. Just let it go. I don't see this one blowing over. They're they're going to have to start getting involved, and I think the sooner they they start communicating, the how to we can all move forward together. I think is the best. Hundred percent. I'm seeing more of a team approach where it, if you used to be independent on your own, this is a time where, especially when you're more remote, to have that team gives you that some social interaction, that some ability feeling you're in it together, not just your own island. Yeah, all right. All right, then we're going to cut this one a little bit short tonight because sure. um, I, I don't want to over-talk the issue. I want to hear from Holly. Um, yes. So I'm gonna, we're going to have to get some good questions for, the, for this one, right? She, I, I'm ready. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, don't miss it. Yeah, she sent me a couple of articles about how to address the whole bathroom graffiti thing. It's really interesting reading, but I'm, I'm going to let her talk about it. I'm wondering it. if she's going to tell all or what she, what she can and can't say. Oh, I don't think she'll have any problems not telling all. Right, good. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear this one. Just for just from, from where I'm at, I find myself spending too much time reading garbage articles because they got me with a of complete fabrication of on on both sides of the the Democrats and the Republicans, right? And I'm like, what? And then I do a bit more research and all of a sudden 45 minutes has gone by and I'm just mad that I wasted it on something that didn't even ring out. I, it's so hard to find a clear story, right? There's no clarity, well, you, right? You raise a good point. I think, you know, I saw an article on LinkedIn yesterday. I'm trying to think who posted it, but they used to say like back in the day, people would go outside and just listen to nothing and use that to improve their mental health and reset. Now people ha always have electronic device and I don't think we're getting our full mental health zero reset. So I, I think the advice is to the extent we can find block time to not have any uh, electronic device around us, that's another recommendation. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole, that we'll have to get into the whole electronic and the dopamine effect and, and yes. exactly how that, that's a, that's a whole different one. But all right, man, it's always good to have you. Always good time. You tomorrow, uh, right? Looking forward to more in person. Uh, we haven't had any wine at our uh, meetings in a while. It's all work and no play right now, but tomorrow's right. going to be a play date. We have a play date tomorrow on the, on the boat. All right. right? See you then. <laughs> See you later. Yep. Bye. All right.